Hey, Gary Raven. Yes, Daryl Spicer. We're going to pick up some of these listeners. We're going to go for a ride in the big old store-bought truck. <laughs> and let's plug in some of these CDs that we have and let them hear some of the strange critters we get to hang out with. Now, wouldn't that be an awesome program? <laughs> that would be an awesome program. <laughs> we, we are so blessed and honored to hang out with some wonderful people that are in ministry in their own right, and we get to tag along with them. So, folks, get on board. Let's go for a ride in this big old truck. They're going to hear some great music. We're going to plug in them CDs, and they're going to hear some great preaching. And some great testimonies. So get on board. Let's go for a ride in this big old truck. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and alongside of me is my partner, Daryl Spicer, and we're just going to ride along with you for a little while. Daryl's back there in the bunk checking out your microwave, and uh, he, we, we might get some popcorn going here before we get done. You like yours with butter on it, Gary? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Hey, drivers, we're just going to have fun with you, and we're going to share some uh, great music that we love, and I hope you love it, too. We've been in the trucking business all of our life. I drove over... 30 years, drove over 4 million miles, and Daryl, he couldn't keep up, so he went to dispatching. Yeah, I went to dispatching. I'm the guy you love to hate, <laughs> but I did uh, terminal manager for 27 years. After I got off the road, I got I couldn't afford them divorce lawyers anymore, so I had to quit, but uh, I still drive a little bit every now and then just to keep myself current with that CDL that Class A. You never know when I might need a real job. Well, you were just driving just the other day, Daryl. You got you one of them little dump trucks to drive around. Yeah, in. I got a one, well, one stack Mac with a window in the back. <laughs> but you had a lot of fun. I did. I yeah. had a blast. It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, you don't need me out on the road anymore. I'd just be in your way driving in the hammer lane, probably. <laughs> but, uh, drivers, we really appreciate you guys out there and the work that you do because we used to do it. We know that there's more to it than just sitting there looking out the window. Yeah. And it's a pleasure riding with you guys today, drivers. We've got some great music. So we're just going to play some music for you. 
We're going to play one off our Lonesome Road, Volume 1. It's called Taking Me Home. And this song actually went to number one. This was the McKay Project's very first number one hit song on the charts. And this is Dennis McKay singing it for you. And drivers, you got to understand something. A lot of these songs you're going to hear on this program was written by Gary Rayburn. Now, he's very modest. But And he's not a songwriter, he'll tell you that real quick, but the Lord has helped him write these songs because he has the heart of a truck driver. And so he's put a lot of these songs together, and he's had a lot of help from uh, Dennis McKay and Joe Arview and Bill Shell, a lot of guys that through the time with these programs, you're going to be hearing these guys' names, and they're going to be on here with us, and you're going to hear a lot of their music. That's right, Darrell. We're just going to have a great, great program, and I'll tell you what, we encourage you drivers to call us and let us know what you think our phone numbers we're going to put them out there i'll give you my cell phone number it's 618-383-2107 our website is lonesomeroad.org and uh, daryl's phone number is 615-663-3199 my full-time gig if you want to call it that is senior chaplain with channel 21 ministries and our website is channel21ministries.com. You can also find us on Facebook, along with Lonesome Road Ministries on Facebook. And the McKay Projects, they're also on Facebook. We are real techie ministries for, for a bunch of low techs. But, uh, <laughs> That's right. So we're going to put this song on for you called Taking Me Home. I hope you enjoy it. And then we got a lot to talk about after this song. Here's Taking Me Home.
Dennis and Leslie McKay with the McKay Projects out of Columbus, Mississippi. You know, these CDs and uh, what we do, we hang around a bunch of old truck drivers. Dennis, he drove truck for years. So we've all been there, done that, got the t-shirt, printed on both sides, sold them at a yard sale. And that song is so awesome about taking me home. You know, that the old cliche, uh, home is where the heart is. Well, some of you drivers are in your home. You drive up and down that road, you don't have a home. That is your home. And I've, I've got some chaplains that work out there on the road. They're gone all the time. That's their home. And they're just happy as a pig in mud. You know, they just, they enjoy it. And some of you, you're trying to get home to your wife, kids, family, uh, and it's lonesome. And I guess that's why Gary and I got into this business. Uh, we know sometimes it's lonesome. I've laid in the back of in the cab of a truck and cried, wishing I was at home, and I was lonesome. And so we just want to be out there with you drivers, riding up and down the road, try to cheer you up, pick you up. That's the reason we're in the cab with you right now, is to help you out there on that old lonesome road. And Daryl Spicer has a great testimony of what God has done in his life and how he started the ministry that he is in. And I want Daryl just to share his heart right now with you drivers out on the road. Daryl, I might even let you get up here in the jump seat to do this. I'll get back here in the back and make the driver's bed for him. There you go. I noticed he had a Snoopy pillow, so make sure you get it nice and straight for him. Well, thank you, Gary. I appreciate it. And I guess what we're trying to do, especially with this first program, is let you know where our heart is at and why we do what we do. Back in 1964, I gave my heart to the Lord, 63, 64, and I was 13 years old. And while I was going to that little church, I met uh, my wife, Joyce. And uh, we started dating and as little teenagers. And at 17... We started messing up, and she got a little bit pregnant. And a little bit pregnant. Well, okay, he's six foot four now. <laughs> All right, she was a lot pregnant, but you know we got out of God's will, and uh, we got married. And uh, but when that was all going on, I started turning my back on God, Gary. Yeah. And uh, cars and work and everything just started taking precedent over serving God. You know, I was trying to work two jobs and pay payments and bills. And a year later, we had our other little other son. She got a little bit pregnant again. And uh, we had our other son, Brian. You know, so we're blessed with two boys. But after 15 years of marriage, and I ended up driving truck. Lost a good job. I had a Ford Motor Company. They laid off. And uh, so I was looking for a job. And I wanted to get into trucking in the worst way. And I did. I bought a truck. <laughs> That's the worst way. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, but anyways, I bought a truck and went out on the road. And, you know, when you're not serving the Lord and you're out there serving the world, things happen. Bad things happen. Uh, God never punished me for turning my back on him at age 17. I punished myself. I did a good enough job. He didn't have to help. But Joyce and I ended up divorced after 15 years and uh, both remarried. Life's just it was going good for a while. My second marriage, but I seen it was going to pot if I didn't get off the road, so I sold my truck and got off the road. I had to do something, so I just went working for a company as a dispatcher. man asked me, he said, have you ever dispatched before? I said, no, but I've been dispatched. <laughs> he said, do you ever work a computer? I said, no, but I've hauled a bunch of them. He hired me. And uh, 10 months later, I became a terminal manager for a company for 10 years, and they went out of business. Uh, somebody asked me one time, said, how come they went out of business? I said, poor management. And I got to thinking, I was one of the managers. I probably shouldn't tell them that. But uh, it was a huge company, and they went out of business. And I went to work for a company called McElroy Truck Lines right. in uh, 1998 as a terminal manager. And I just retired from McElroy in 2015. But anyways, to get back to the story of what happened, one day I, I came home. Uh, Joyce and I got remarried in 1988. We got back together. And we've been back together ever since. She told my boys when we got back together, she, they said, you know how dad is? She says, yeah, I know how he is. I'll train him. <laughs> so we're so blessed and so, and so awesome. But I still didn't get back to the Lord, either one of us. But in uh, 2007, I came home one day and Joyce been watching the 700 Club, just like Linda did with Gary. And she rededicated her life to the Lord. And a few weeks later, she told me about it. And uh, she said, I, I, I got to tell you something. She's going to have that adult 
conversations and I, I never did you know we need to talk and i'm like oh no don't you hate those oh i hate those conversations them grown-up conversations but she said that she had rededicated her life to the lord and i said well i said i'm, I'm happy for you that's great yeah. uh, and i was i literally was because i knew she was missing something i knew i was too but i wasn't ready for that and i told her that i said i'm not ready for that she said i know you're not she said all i ask you to do is go to church with me once a week well, I'm thinking, okay, I'll go once a week. She goes three or four times a week. I can go out there and ride my Harley and sit out there in the garage, drink my liquor and smoke my cigars and do whatever I do. Uh, I was happy with that. and uh, But I said, I'm not ready for this. She said, I know you're not. I said, well, I got everything I want. I, I, got, I got a nice pickup truck, got a home paid for, nice Harley. Got everything I want. Got a good job. She said, yeah, but there's one thing missing. And I said, well, what's that? She said, joy. Now, for the first time in 40 years, the Holy Spirit started dealing with me. Because at 17, I told the Lord, I said, I won't ask you for nothing. I don't deserve anything from you. And he never bothered me. Till that day, the joy I was missing. Well, for about three months, I wrestled with God. Every time I'd give him an excuse why I couldn't be a Christian, he gave me a reason why I could. I'd be out on that Harley and I'd turn up the radio as loud as I could get it or a CD, ZZ Top, just crank it up. But that Holy Spirit of God kept dealing with me. Well, I was going to church with her on Sunday mornings. First time I walked in the door of the church, the song I'd been avoiding my whole life was Amazing Grace. And our pastor, John Domenic, was singing that song and the tears started flowing. And I know what you're thinking. Boy, I bet he ran to the altar. No, 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 no. I didn't run to the altar. I just cried. As soon as they said, amen, I got up and ran out the back door. I didn't want anything to do with this. I wasn't going to give my heart to God for Joyce because I knew it wouldn't last. And that needed to be real. But I didn't want it. This went on for three months. So one day I was sitting on the patio after church and we'd taken a nap. And I went out there and I was sitting there having a cigar and she'd come out. We started talking about church and her Christianity, and yada, yada. And I said, well, I have one major regret in my life. And she said, what's that? I said, we didn't raise our sons in church. She said, you know, you're still their dad. You're still alive, and it's not too late. Well, that broke me right there. I knew that God was calling me. So I told her, I said, let's, let's go to church. It's about time we need to go to church tonight. I've never seen that woman get dressed so fast in my life. She, she went in the door, <laughs> come back out, she was ready to go. And uh, we went to church that night. It's uh, September the 17th, 2007. I'll never forget it. I don't even know what the preacher preached on, but when they give that altar call, I don't remember how I got there. But I got what I call snot slinging saved. <laughs> Now I was I loved nicotine, nicotine. I mean, I would I'd be dipping and smoking a cigar at the same time. I mean, I you know it was my drug of choice and liquor. I like my liquor. I, I I didn't drink a lot, but I did. But I cussed a lot, and I looked at porn a lot. When I got up in that altar, drivers, I the desires were gone. I mean, literally, I'd fought nicotine for 50 years. That was one of the reasons I didn't want to become a Christian because I didn't think you could smoke and be a Christian. Well, I was wrong. You know, these things happen to people. Uh, God works on people in different ways. But with me, he took it away from me that night. So I've been serving the Lord ever since. And I, I can't get enough. You know, somebody asked me one time, boy, it's hard being a Christian. No, it's the easiest thing i ever done. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I get tempted with porn? Sure I do. Uh, nicotine, it doesn't bother me like I thought it would. I mean, I never reached up, grabbed my pocket for a cigarette or anything like that. Uh, since I've given up, I mean, I could, I could dip a dump truck full of snuff right now if you'd let me, but I, or if I felt like it would, wouldn't hurt me, but I don't need that anymore. God gave me that as a gift is what he did. So when Satan gets on my shoulder, like he did with Gary, uh, who's going to be telling you about that? I can look it over on my other shoulder and say, what about that nicotine habit I kicked? I didn't do it. God did it. So he does these things for you. He's a real God. His voice, if you have to be silent, the word says, be silent and know that I am God. And that's what we have to do. Get away all of this stuff out of our minds and sit back and relax. But I wanted to do as much for God. We have a friend named Terry Hopkins. He said when he got saved, he'd sing in the women's choir if they let him. <laughs> Amen. But in 2012, uh, 
we started Channel 21 Ministries. And I was at work one day, and I just, now I know some of you saints are not going to understand this, but sometimes you don't feel saved. You have a bad day, you have a bad week, sometimes you have a bad month. Now, don't get me wrong, I hadn't backslid or anything. I just, I had a, I was in a funk. And, and, and I told the Lord, I said, where's my joy? I got into this for joy. This was on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'll never forget this. On Monday morning, I asked him about my joy. And Wednesday, about noon, I was out there in the driver's room making a pot of coffee. And I was whistling, and I was just happy, and I literally stopped. And I said, Lord, how'd you do this? Where did I get this joy back? What happened in the last two and a half days? And he revealed to me for the last two and a half days, he had been sending men of God into my office, drivers that knew the Lord. And they was ministering to me, and I was able to minister to them. And he said, there's your joy, talking about me. Mm-hmm. Amen. So that's... I got to thinking about that, and the Lord put on my heart, well, these drivers that come in and minister to me, why can't they minister to drivers out on the road? They're in an industry of almost 4 million drivers, and there's probably another 3 million in the industry that are fuel clerks and mechanics, and why not have these drivers do the same thing? And that's where we started Channel 21 Ministries. And we started putting drivers that are out there in the truck serving the Lord, we started making chaplains out of them. So if you ever want to become a chaplain for Channel 21, go to channel21ministries.com. We do have a, uh, an application there, and you can put that application in. Uh, it, the pay is excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> Gary, you know what we pay? Uh, the pay is out of this world. It's out of this world. <laughs> yes, I do. That's, <laughs> That's what the pay is. Heavenly benefits. Yep. So if you're eager and hungry to do more for the Lord, uh, give us a call at Channel 21 Ministries. And I appreciate Gary Rayburn for the opportunity. Uh, the Lord put us together back at the end of 2012, and uh, we've partnered together in this ministry, and God has really blessed both ministries and blessed us beyond in all of our chaplains. So, mm -hmm. Gary, I appreciate you and what Lonesome Road Ministries has done for us. Well, God has put us together to work together to uh, help drivers out on the road, and that's that's what we're doing. We're bringing... Uh, Church to the people. In the cab. Church on the road is the what cab. we're doing. Yep. In the cab. Right there with you. And Daryl, you talked about uh, that song, Amazing Grace. Johnny Minnick singing it. Tell us what happened that day that uh, Johnny started singing that song, Amazing Grace, in the church with you. I know you've told me this story many, many times. Tell me about that song, Amazing Grace, and what it means to you. Well, I spent 40 years, I wasn't running from God. I wasn't even looking for God. You know, I was doing my own thing. Uh, God wasn't important to me. What was important to me was money and driving that big old store-bought truck I had and making payments and bills. And when I walked into church that day, I hadn't been looking for God for 40 years. But when that pastor started playing that song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. <laughs> I was a wretch. I was a mess. I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I talk about joy and happiness, there's, that's two different things there. I was happy that I didn't have a bunch of bills. I was happy that my kids were healthy. My grandkids were healthy. My wife was healthy. My relationship with my wife was healthy. I had everything I need. I was happy. But there's a peace inside of your soul that when God is missing, there's something missing there. Because of that relationship with the Lord. And I knew that was missing. I drive down the road. And driver, don't tell me you haven't done this. Some of you. You drive down the road and you see this big old billboard. Where are you going to spend eternity? I can't tell you how many times I looked away from that sign. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. No. I didn't want anything to do with that. But that amazing grace. And when Johnny Minnick started singing that song. Oh. It just. It tore me up. Now, what's the chances of 40 years running that song? If I heard it in a room, I'd walk out of the room. If it come on the radio, I'd turn it off. See, the Lord was speaking to me through that song. He set me up. <laughs> Amen. God God is the uh, author of setups, and uh, that's what we're doing right now. We're setting you up, drivers, because we're getting ready to play that song by Johnny Minnick, Amazing Grace. So, when we come back after this song, you're probably going to hear Daryl crying. He's a big crybaby when this song plays. So, drivers, we hope that this will be a blessing to you. Amazing. 
right driver you have any kleenexes in this truck i'm going to need them 
And you're probably going to need them after you listen to Gary's testimony and how God got him started in the CD ministry, but more importantly, how God changed his life back in 1995. I met Gary Rayburn through another driver that came in my office and said, Hey, man, I got this CD you need to listen to. I said, Well, okay. Uh, this driver here, he was, he was pretty special to me. He had been in my office about three weeks before that and telling me how mad he was at God. And I said, well, how's that working out for you? He says, not too good. I said, what do you mean? He said, I've got a Bible in my truck I hadn't picked up in three years. I said, why? He said, well, my dad passed away, and I was mad at God the way he died, and he suffered, and he said, I was just mad at God. And uh, so I started telling him about my pastor and my church, and I was telling him about Johnny Minnick, and, and we had it on demand that we, I could pull it up on a computer and show him uh, our last service we had and with Johnny singing. And because uh, I'd asked him what church he'd been going to, and he hadn't been going to church. So I pulled this up on the computer, and he come around behind me, and I was showing him my pastor singing and doing some preaching. And after about four or five minutes, I turned around and looked behind me, and he had both hands up in the air, and he was just crying. You know, he was tired of being tired. He was tired of being mad at God. Because, see, God still loved him, even though he had turned his back on him. But he rededicated his life. So here, about three weeks later, he brings me this CD in about this guy that has a CD ministry up in Carmel, Illinois. So I took it, and I, my, at that time, I was 87 miles away from home every day. I drove back and forth to work. Now, don't feel sorry for me. I had a company car and a company credit card. But anyways, I started listening to this CD, and, and man, it just it tore me up and tore me down. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. And I was in the process of starting Channel 21 Ministries, and I needed some help. So finally, I called Gary Rayburn. I said, brother, you don't know me from Adam's house, cat. I said, this is what the Lord has given me to do, and I don't know, I'm not asking you to do this ministry for me. I just need some advice, because obviously you've started a good CD ministry for truck drivers. And he said, brother, he said, I'll help you any way I can. He said, you have a unique ministry. So he sent me a bunch of CDs, probably 200. I could not believe the amount of CDs he sent me and to get this ministry started. So we started handing them out to drivers and drivers coming in asking for these CDs. And uh, it was an honor and a blessing to do that. So that's what our uh, Channel 21 chaplains do now. They, they pass out and distribute Lonesome Road Ministry CDs all over the country. And Gary ships them all over the world. Gary has an awesome testimony about how God how God started his ministry. So, Gary, why don't you tell the folks how this all started with you? Thank you, Daryl. And let me just start by telling everybody how I became a truck driver. Yeah, I started driving when I was 20 years old. My dad, he owned trucks, and I became an over-the-road truck driver at the age of 21. Started out pulling one of them dump trucks you, we talked about earlier. <laughs> I, I didn't like the dump truck, man. All you do is go around circles all day. That's all I can do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so... Uh, I became an over-the-road driver, and I got out on the road, and there was all kinds of temptations and drugs and alcohol, and, and I fell into every temptation out on the road. Became a drug addict, became an alcoholic, and at the age of 43, my life was falling apart. I didn't know where to turn. My wife, she had been praying for me. She had got a church praying for me. She even called the 700 Club and had them pray for me. And I found myself walking into church one day, looking for answers, because I had none. And I remember that preacher talking about this man called Jesus that day. And uh, I thought, man, I don't even know if I believe in this stuff. And I'd go the next Sunday, and he'd, he'd talk about Jesus. Finally, I got under conviction I either had to go forward and accept Christ, or I had to get out of there. So I ran. I ran out the door and my life really got messed up after that. And our marriage was falling apart. Me and my wife got in this huge fight one night and I just told her to leave. And she left, but she went to her pastor's house and he called me that night and asked if he could come down and talk to me. And when he came down, he brought a little gospel track with him. And at the end of that gospel track, there's a little prayer and it's called the sinner's prayer. And he said, if you'll say this prayer with me, God will save you. He said, would you like to do that? And I said, no, I don't think that's for me. 
And so he left that night. And I got up the next morning and got in my semi. I was headed up to northern Illinois. About an hour from home, I, I just started crying. Tears rolling down my face. I was crying so hard I couldn't hardly see to drive. And I started talking to God. And then I heard myself talking to God. And I thought, well, I don't even know if there is a God. I, I don't know about all this. So I just said, God, if you're really real, prove it to me. Give me a sign. And I drove up the road a little ways, and it was just getting daylight. And I looked out in the field, and there was this little bitty sign in the corner of the interstate that said, Christ is the answer. And when I seen that, I thought, well, that's what I asked for. I asked for a sign. And I got happy. And then the devil jumped in there, and he made fun of me. And he said, you've seen these cartoons with devil on one shoulder and angel on the other. That's just exactly the way it was. And that devil popped up and he laughed at me and made fun of me. He said, when you asked for a sign, you didn't mean you wanted a sign. You meant you want something else, something real. And I thought, well, yeah, that's what I meant. And so I said, God, when I asked for a sign, I didn't mean I wanted a sign. I meant I want something real, something that will prove to me that you're real. And so I drove on up the road. And a little while later, there was a white van drove up beside of me. And I looked down there and... There was a lady sitting in the passenger seat, and our eyes kind of locked. And she just started rolling down her window and stuck her arm out the window. And with her thumb up in the air, kind of pointing up to the sky. And I thought, now what's that all about? What's she trying to tell me? And as the van went by, I seen it was a little church van. And I thought, well, that's a, that's a church lady. God sent a church lady to tell me he's up there and he's listening. And... uh I thought, well, that's what I asked for. And then the devil popped up and he said, no, that's not what you wanted. When you asked for something real, you wanted something big, something that would prove that God is real. I'm, it's Sunday morning. That lady ought to be in church. She's not even in church. What kind of church lady is she? And that's the devil. He'll lie to you. Truth of the matter is, it was a little church bus picking up people, taking them to church. So I drove on up the road, and as I drove up the road, I just started talking to God again. I said, God, i got to have something else, something big, something that will prove to me that you're real. And I drove on up, got to my destination, got unloaded, and I just sat up there and talked to God for a little while, and then I decided to go home a different way, and I, I went across US-20, going through, driving through Rockford, Illinois, and uh, I started talking to God again. I said, God, i got to have something big something that will prove to me that you're real. And I need a sign, a big sign. I need a sign. And so I hit I-39 and I headed south. And I was headed south down through there. And I looked out in the field and I seen a sign, a big sign. On this sign was the face of Jesus Christ. He had a crown of thorns, blood, dripping off his finger, and this finger was pointing at me. And the sign read, this one's for you. And as I read that caption on that sign, and I looked in the face of Jesus Christ, I tried to remember how that little prayer went in the back of that track that the preacher had brought me, and I couldn't remember how it went. And so I just started praying and asking God to save me. And I said, God, if you'll save me. I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll say anything you want me to say. And God saved me right there. Driving down the road at 65 mile an hour, on, headed south on I-39 on August 13th, 1995. At the age of 43, a drug addict and an alcoholic, God completely cleansed me and cleaned me and saved me and all in one cry out to him. And he saved me. And I remember getting off the interstate down there at Mount Vernon, Illinois that night after God had saved me. And the devil spoke to me again. And he said, don't tell anybody. They're going to laugh at you and they're going to make fun of you. And I thought, that's probably true. And so I went on home and got home. My wife, she was in bed and I got in, I went to bed and the next morning I got up and my wife was in the kitchen 
And I walked in the kitchen, and she looked at me, and she said, What's going on? I said, What do you mean? She said, There's something different about you. I said, I got saved. <laughs> God saved me out on the highway. And she said, Oh, wow, you you got to call Russ. you got to call our preacher. you got to tell him. And so I did, and I called him, and he told me I had to tell the church. And I started telling the church what happened the following Sunday, and I've been telling people ever since. And I remember that prayer that I prayed out there to God, that I'd go anywhere he wanted me to go. I'd do anything he wanted me to do. I'd say anything he wanted me to do if he'd just save me. And that's what I've been trying to do for the last 23 years. That's what I've been doing. I've been trying to do what God wants me to do. I've been asking him to use me. And when I've done that, he's just kept raising the bar, raising it higher and higher. I remember in 1999, picking up a cassette tape in a truck stop. And on that cassette tape was music, preaching, and testimonies. And I just fell in love with those cassette tapes out on the highway. I started looking all over the country for them. And I found one in Georgia one time. It says, I-20 for Jesus. And uh, Ray Sisk. And I've listened to that, and God spoke to me that day. And he said, this is your ministry. This is what I've called you to do. I want you to start a tape ministry. So after uh, struggling with that for about a year, in October of 2000, I started a tape ministry called Lonesome Road Tape Ministry. And it, God has just kept raising the bar, raising the level, higher and higher and higher. And since that time, we've given away over 2 million cassette tapes, CDs, DVDs. God has just blessed us tremendously. He sent me all over the country to share my testimony in, in churches and Christian events. He's opened up doors for radio programs, even a TV program. There's nothing that God can't do in our lives if we will just surrender our lives to Him. Every Friday night we find Him Right up to closing time And sitting on a bar stool Beneath the neon sign Yeah, he'd be pouring whiskey down Sorrows try to drown, but he came a long way from a bar stool to a church pew. Thought I'd never see the day he'd be the first one up on Sunday morning and the first to kneel and pray. Yeah, he came a to a church pew Every Sunday night you can find him Yeah, he's always right on time Sitting on a church pew With his hands raised up high And when he shouts amen I can't believe that's really him He came a long way from a bar stool To a church pew Thought I'd never see the day He'd be the first one up on Sunday morning 
riding first to kneel and pray. He came a long, long way. Yeah, long, long way. From a bar stool to a church That was Dennis McKay singing from a bar stool to a church pew. And Gary, that reminds me of a story you was telling us about. Last year, we was up in, uh, we was in West Plains, Missouri last year. And uh, the year before that, we had been up there making a television show. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, we found out real quick we got a face for radio, not television. That's true. That's the reason we're in the cab right now with you <laughs> yeah. on the radio. Yeah, so don't take any pictures. Nobody believe it. <laughs> but anyway, we was a staying at the uh, Holiday Inn up there, and uh, Gary had given away some CDs to some folks, and there was a lady working inside in the cafeteria part of the Holiday Inn. Uh, the year before that, he had given her these CDs. This song reminds me of her story. Uh, she lived in a small town up there in Missouri, and they had a notice, you know, the town drunk. And one day she was uh, driving through town, and it was cold out and a little rainy, and she saw him coming out of a bar. And I'm going to use the name John because I don't really recall what his name was, but she said she asked him to get in the car. She'd take him home, and he was he was intoxicated. So she drove him home, but on the way home, she said, let me give you this CD I got from this guy up at the Holiday Inn. You'll really enjoy it. Do you have a CD player at home? And he assured her he did. And this song was on that CD. And, you know, what's the chances of her handing him that CD? That, that was a setup. We talked about setups. That was a setup from God. But he went home, listened to the CD. Well, a few days later, another man from her church had been talking to John and invited him out to breakfast. So John met him for breakfast, and they was talking, and John said, You know, uh, this lady gave me this CD I've been listening to, and man, it's just my story. It's who I am, and I'm tired of being who I am. And this gentleman asked him if he'd like to give his heart to the Lord, and he said, Yes, I want to be the man that's in the church pew, not the bar stool anymore. So they went over to the church and, and opened the church up, and, and John gave his heart to the Lord. And he was so happy and full of joy. Well, a couple of months later, John got sick and passed away. But can you imagine? That was a setup from God. God gave him one more chance to know who he was. And for eternity now, John's going to have a story about from that bar stool to the church pew. And drivers, the Lord sets you up sometimes. Now, I know you think, well, this is religion. This is relationship. I know you heard them stories before about religion and relationships, but it's real. It's about your soul. It's about who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're going through these things that Gary and I have been talking to you about on this CD, uh, our story about how we, we didn't have joy in our lives and our lives was falling apart. Uh, we needed something because everything for 40 years myself and for years for Gary, we've tried to fill that gap, that hole in our heart with sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and it didn't fit. And we finally come to that point. This isn't working anymore. And are you there? That's the question I'm asking you. Are you there where these things of the world just doesn't fit anymore? You're not happy. You're not happy with yourself. You're not happy with life. There's an answer. Now, I don't want you to get me wrong. It, you know, being a Christian, it isn't all uh, like going to Disneyland every day. I had a guy one time said, being, being a Christian is not for sissies. That's right. <laughs> and that's so true. Yeah. Because, you know, once the Lord gets on one shoulder, Satan's going to get on the other. And that's what's happening to you right now, most of you. And Satan's saying, no, don't believe this. This is crazy. Well, Listen. We're just two old truck drivers sitting here on the radio talking to some more truck drivers. Uh, we have nothing to sell you. We, we have just our story. 
And the Bible says it's by the word of your testimony. Is what people, how are you going to argue with our testimony? This happened to us. Sure. You know, we're not throwing the Bible at you. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the Bible like I love steak. But don't beat me over the head with steak. <laughs> you know? So think about that today, drivers. You're driving up and down the road. Are you missing out on Jesus? Do you want to know him? You know, it's a simple prayer. It's the easiest thing in the world. They made it, The Lord made it easy. It's called the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. It's a good news. And all you have to say is, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my sins, and I ask that you forgive me of my sins. And I ask that you come into my heart and cleanse me of these sins. And Lord, I want to have a relationship with you. I know that you died on the cross for me. And I want you to come into my life and help me with my life and give me the joy that these two men are talking about. Drivers, I've never been so happy in my life. And it's not because of the stuff I have. It's because of the relationship I have with the Lord. You know, it's a simple prayer. So you just ask, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Trust and believe in him. And drivers, will walk with you on this old lonesome highway. That's right. Amen. And drivers, we want to hear from you. If you pray, if you ask Jesus into your heart, then do us a favor. No, do yourself a favor. Call someone. Call someone that you love. Give us a call here at Lonesome Road Ministries. We want to hear from you. We want to pray for you. And we want to send you some more material that will help you as you travel up and down the highways. So, give us a call. My phone number is 618-383-2107, or you can call Chaplain Darrell at 615-663-3199. Give us a call as you listen to another great song by The McKay Project. Jesus turned the water into wine Made the lame to walk and gave sight to the blind With my own eyes these things I didn't see All still I believe I believe that Jesus died sins was buried and on the third day rose again I believe someday it's face I'm gonna see I'll admit I don't know how this could be still I
Don't understand the purpose or the plan But I'll rest on the truth that I know Someday before him I will stand Friends, we want to thank you for letting us ride along with you in the cab. And we're going to end today's program with another song by the McKay Project. And this is my testimony in song. This is a song that me and my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell, wrote together. And Dennis McKay recorded this on our Lonesome Road Volume 1 CD. And he helped us bring this to a new level. And I want you to do me a favor. Call Dennis McKay at 662-889-2829. Let him know how much you appreciate his music and him being a part of Lonesome Road Ministries, Channel 21 Ministries, and our threefold cord ministry, Stretching a Net Across America. Here's Dennis McKay with my testimony in song at the foot of the tree. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling that old lonesome road And I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I 
not left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.